So as part of my job, I get an IRA, uh, which is a retirement account. Mm -hmm. And I get um, some of my paycheck goes to the IRA. And then it's pre-tax and whatever. I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a retirement account. You can still get pregnant from pre-tax. What's that? You can still get pregnant from (laughs) pre-tax. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Hey, Zach. Hey, Liz. So, Jared, if you uh, if you know the podcast, um, then you know that we love to think about what comes after milk, because everyone knows milk is on its way out. Um, yeah, know, cows, cows, milk. Mm-hmm. We're beyond that now. Um, society as a whole has progressed beyond cows, milk. Um, but we still need to figure out what comes in after that. Right. Yeah. That's that's been basically a worrying bugs endeavor this whole time. Yeah. Um, I tried. And, I tried that almond milk once and said, "We don't need cow's milk anymore." The barista <laughs> almond milk that no, we haven't been uh-huh. able to get since. <laughs> <laughs> I got it shipped to my house once. Oh yeah, for a hundred dollars per carton or something ridiculous. Oh, I think it was only sixty. Don't laugh at me. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I'm uh <laughs> No, it was like a very large box with a lot of insulating material and then a couple freezer packs and then like six milk cartons. I feel like it makes sense that like maybe we have uh wholesalers for frozen <laughs> goods for a reason. Maybe an entire refrigerated truck is a good idea. <laughs> Or maybe the U.S. Postal Service should just have refrigerated trucks. Mm-hmm. That's they are revamping their uh, their their efforts, mm-hmm. their trucks. The next while, I think in a good way. I think they're making some good calls. Big windshield, big fan of that. Short nose, big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty short, like vertically, yeah, but, uh, which is important because. Yeah. Uh, I know some folks who are about as tall as the the top of the hood of some trucks. Yeah. Uh, which is a bad place to be if you're in a crosswalk and the hood of the truck is very close to the crosswalk. Absolutely. So anyway, they should also be refrigerated. So along with uh, wondering what comes after milk, there's also that um, milk, you know, like the thing that everybody thinks of as milk for right now, the like cow's milk whatever um, it's fine don't worry about it is not going down without a fight <laughs> and by fight i mean they're really just holding fast to the word milk they yeah. don't want to give that one up uh, cow's milk also doesn't go down without a fight it uh, gives a lot of people stomach problems because it does not want to go down <laughs> There's there's still some open questions, right? What's the best alternative milk? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is uh, the way that we should call it? What's the thing that we should call it? Mm-hmm. My partner and producer the other day was saying that maybe we should call it like bling fours or something, you know? Something new. Uh, plimby. Yeah. <laughs> right. Have a word and that word means 
the creamy thing. This, they they almost said frindle because what they were thinking about was frindle. You know, you can just like make a word and now that word is a word. That's linguistics, baby. My good bitch. Have you seen that post? It's an important post. I don't um, think so. And so we we got to come up with like brimbo. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing that encompasses like cow's milk and almond milk and all of these things that it's like cow brimbo and almond brimbo and <laughs> what you know brimbo okay you know brimbo's not bad i was brimbo just not bad. thinking that it's really hard to make up words cuz they either sound like other words or they don't sound enough like other words uh-huh brimbo brimbo I think a very good thing to it that informs me when I'm trying to come up with a word is uh, the boba kiki effect, mm-hmm. um, which is like my favorite thing. I want to get cats and name them boba and kiki. That's such a good idea. <laughs> That's the best idea. Thank you. I'm mad that I didn't think of it. <laughs> so... uh I'm here to tell you about some brimbos uh, from some companies that not, have not yet caught on to the term. Um, first of all, we've got uh, Garden of Flavors White Knight, um, and they make vegan nut milk with a Y, <laughs> because dairy is not going down without a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's mostly like water and cashews and agave. agave. Mm. Uh, honey's not vegan whatever um i don't have an issue with agave it's just like just use honey stop imagining you're better than people um and cinnamon and vanilla and it is marketed as uh dessert in where is it where does it say this dessert in a bottle okay uh and it also has a bunch of protein for you and the best by date is in the past. So whatever review I give, keep that in mind. Okay. It takes a hefty amount of shaking. I already forgot the new word for it. Brimbo. Brimbo. Thank you. <laughs> okay. A really hefty amount of shaking. I don't know, Zach. Cow Brimbo doesn't do that. Yeah, that is kind of an issue with alternative Brimbos, is that... Alternative um, Brimbos! <laughs> like, <laughs> they're just Brimbos. <laughs> they're not alternative anymore. That's the whole point of the word, surely. That's, that's, the, that's a common issue with a lot of plant-based Brimbos, mm-hmm. is that you need to shake them up to, to get any sediment out and... Um, so I think that's one of the places that Brimbo Science is really going to move next is how do we get uh, the 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 liquid and the solid of any Brimbo suspended evenly. Right. So here we go. Straight from the bottle. That sure is some ground up nuts that they sprinkled cinnamon on. Is that the rating? <laughs> ground up nuts that they sprinkled uh, cinnamon on. Oh, God. You know how sometimes you... Sometimes you taste vanilla and it doesn't taste like vanilla smells. And sometimes, like, if it's in a baked good and it's well done, 
you taste vanilla and you're like, ah, that's like how vanilla smells. Yeah. This tastes like how vanilla tastes. Oh, no. like how it smells. Oh, no. And has the texture of ground up nuts and a hint of... It's, it's got a little bit of cinnamon as a flavor in there, but it's also got a little bit of cinnamon the same way that if you get like a clump of cinnamon in the back of your throat, you're like... That sounds awful. Liz, have you ever had horchata? Horchata? No. Okay. Uh, it is a Latin American dish. Mm-hmm. I knew that much. It is a, a Latin American drink, and it's usually rice milk and cinnamon and some sort of sweetener. Hmm. And so this has, like, horchata vibes, um, where, like, once it's left your mouth, you can be like, did I just drink horchata? And then you think back to it, and you're like, the answer is no. Um, but once it's no longer in your mouth, and it just, like, is the memory of horchata, it, it's okay. Um, but when you are actually consuming it, it's less okay. Oh, we're going for another sip. I wanted to give it a fair shake, you know. I think you gave it plenty of shakes. <laughs> All right, so I don't know how much of that service is keeping in, but Zach was shaking that for like 15 minutes. I, I am prepared to rate it. Okay. Uh, hmm. I forgot that it was my duty to come up with the system so uh i could have been preparing for that and i have not been give it to me on a scale of fraud to irs uh tax harvesting something tax loss harvesting okay um on a scale from fraud to tax loss harvesting in this situation is tax loss harvesting good that is totally up to you (laughs) Not illegal. I think that's the basis by which we're going to use this system. Uh, we are not financial experts. You may go to jail. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. This would not... T- so here's an interesting fact about this this bottle now that I'm looking at it again. Um, I didn't read all the things on the side, you know, besides where it says it's dessert in a bottle. Um, it also says you could enjoy it after a workout. Um, it's cold pressed and never heated. Uh, it's got enzymes. It's very important, the enzymes. Um, but it also, the like name of this drink in particular is White Knight, like K-N-I-G-H-T, which has, as a, as a phrase, has some negative connotations in the internet spaces that I am familiar with. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, and I think it deserves those negative connotations. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't think this is going to get you sent to jail, and I don't think it's going to do anything to get you sent to jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think it would it would stand by as you got sent to jail, right? I think this is, like, pretty shady advice that can't be... Like, you couldn't... It's not like illegal, but like this cashew milk might might tell you to do some things that that get somebody on your trail, even if they end up they're like, okay, that's not illegal. It's just weird. Okay, so like an um, MLM or something. It's not illegal. It's just weird. Or like uh, a non-destructive cult. Yeah. 
<laughs> like not like a the, the end is coming kind of cults, but like um we all exist in this community right, and we like kill the, cats the sometimes. TikTok, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the TikTok TikTok vegan cult. I think it's it's very TikTok vegan cult. Okay. Tick uh I'm pretty sure it's just TikTok is just K's, right? Yeah. TikTok vegan cult. <laughs> okay. So that was the nut milk with a Y. Uh-huh. And uh so then I've got one other this is a double feature. So next up from Notco, N O T C O, we've got Not Milk TM. This is notable because it comes in a carton that like it looks like a milk carton. It does look like a milk carton. Like a big old milk carton. Uh it's got such astonishing branding. This this it's big uh extremely sans good. serif lettering. Um the little made from plants with an X and it's all in a circle. Looks very nice. Um, it's got a cow crossed out. A, yeah, a, a graphic of a cow that they crossed out. On the side here, it's just a big red X, or it's a big red side that's got an X on it um, to say that it's uh, not milk. It says, stir it, blend it, cook it, froth it, slurp it, foam it, chug it, taste it. Pop it. It's your milk from the future made from plants. That's why we call it milk. Pull it. But not. Wow. They got quite a thing going on. This is... I'm on their website, and it's like... uh, I don't think it's material design, but it's like material E. Uh Uh-huh. You can get pretty far with sans serif and solid colors. Yeah. It's got like the... You know the 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 hamburger menu, except mm-hmm. it's only two bars, and then when you click on it, the bars turn into an X ah. for the menu. You can like, cl- I think they call that a a black bean burger menu. A black bean burger menu. <laughs> what is that? What is that? What am I clicking on? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need, hold on, hold on. I need to figure out how to pronounce this. Giuseppe is how my speech-to-text pronounce this. Meet mm-hmm. Giuseppe, our AI chef. Oh, my God. <laughs> what What does the AI, AI chef say to do? Uh, scroll to discover, except it when you scroll, it just brings you back to the top of the page. Okay, here we go, here we go. I managed to do it. <laughs> why not combine ai and molecular what does that say probably gastronomy but the thing is covered up molecular science <laughs> to help the planet that's where giuseppe, giuseppe is that what i said giuseppe comes in uh-huh. what happens if i click rosemary nothing nothing happens swipe left for more <laughs> pineapple did you know that pineapple and coconut have molecular equivalent to dairy milk what did you know that pineapple <laughs> and coconut have molecules equivalent to dairy milk <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a world of thousands of delicious foods that make us love what we eat are the characteristics of each product made of specific molecules that make it what it is wow that's a sentence right there just like lego tm brick pieces in a lego tm house <laughs> uh yes more 
lactone, lactones molecules enhance the creamy notes in dairy milk. Pineapple also contains these three types of lactones in plants we trust. Now imagine this universe of 300,000 plants. We can find Legos TM. We, we, can find, we can find whatever Legos TM we need to replace animal-based ones. This is the basic basics of how just just pay works. What? So it just goes looking around for molecules, and then it I guess when it finds the molecules, they make milk out of them. Hold on, I'm still scrolling. <laughs> just ask Jasape. It all starts by asking Jasape to match the, the recipe of an animal-based product. It will analyze the product structure on at a molecular level and replicate it using only plant-based goodness. I'm very excited for you to try this milk. Uh, oh my god. Okay. There's a lot of words. The key of machine learning is the title of this page. Oh, okay. So it does it does all that. It finds similar plants with molecules that are similar to milk. And then the chefs and the NotCo squad try the recipes and give their feedback. What else you got? I want more. Give me more about Giuseppe. Can you like? Can you interact with Giuseppe? Is there a, a secret page where you can like? I'm really trying. There are. Uh, I'm not going to tell Giuseppe hamburger, and he <laughs> figures it out. Uh, when we first started, Giuseppe didn't know that adding dill to a recipe would change its entire color, so we had to teach him, him, to understand colors as well. Gender your robots. Gender your it's robots. Required. Now it knows that adding dill to a recipe will affect color and considers that in all future developments. What if, I don't care that milk was green. What if it's green and tastes good? Probably gonna uh-huh. taste like dill, but whatever. I would just think, hey, that's, I'm, I'm Star Wars now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, gross. Um, <laughs> faster and more accurate. It's getting faster. It's Skynet. That's how we take out the we take the animal out of the equation without taking out what you love. With Giuseppe on our side, we're going to reinvent the food industry one delicious mouthful at a time. Gross. Uh, no, let me interact with Giuseppe. <laughs> I want to talk to him. I want to talk to him. Okay, sorry, Zach. You can taste the milk now. Okay, I'm just really... I'm also invested in talking to Giuseppe. I I don't think we're going to be able to talk to Giuseppe. Uh, I think we are now a uh, nationally recognized, and by nationally, I mean (laughs) one Jared, was like, hey, you guys are journalists. Uh, We are nationally recognized journalists. Um, And... And so I think we should reach out to NotCo and say, hey, we're the preeminent alternative. Uh, what's the word? Doesn't matter. <laughs> we're the pre- preeminent alternative milk podcast. Um, and we really want to talk to Jasap AI. <laughs> no, we don't want to talk to you. We want to Okay. Uh, okay. I have a contact us form. Uh, it requires a name, a country, which it has a drop-down for. Would you like to guess what countries are in the drop-down? Because it's not all of them. Oh, U.S., Mexico, Canada. One of three. U.S. U.S. US. is one of them. Australia. Nope. 
Okay. He's a good guy. No, it is. Um, uh, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's South America. There are three others. It's South America. Okay. Brazil? Yep. Brazil. Chile? Yep. Argentina. Good job. Wow. Good job. <laughs> uh, phone number, email. How did you hear about Notco? That's not the point. Um, subject. I bought your products. Subject. Uh, I've got a question. I want to work with you. Customer service. News press. That's us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll go about this later. Follow up. So do they make things that are, I've not visited Notco's website. Do they make things that aren't um, milk? I, I will look. There are too many X's. I don't know how to get out of this screen. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is kind of one problem with your brand identity being a giant X. Products, please. Okay, that is the products page. There are two products. Not milk whole and not milk 2% reduced fat. Yeah. So that is one of the really exciting things about this is that you look at it and it looks like a milk carton and then you look at it harder and the red one is the whole milk and the blue one is their 2% milk. Um, And so it really feels like a growth from where alternative milk as an industry has been of like, hey, this is kind of like the milk that you know and love, but now we made it with coconut or now we made it with, you know, whatever. That this really just says it's plant-based, it's a milk alternative, um, and it's like whole milk, right? Really like, well, according you to could the brand, compare this to whole milk. According to the branding on this product page, uh, it's the milk you love made better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Coconut, pineapple, cabbage, peas, chicory fiber? Yeah interesting and so i i just i was looking at it and i pulled up um the nutrition facts for just like whole milk from the usda Mm -hmm. and it's really comparable same total fat almost the same saturated fat um better cholesterol uh sodium sodium it's a little higher Mm -hmm. um carbohydrates it's lower right it's like Within a few of almost everything that you want, and it does have vitamin D, calcium, iron, so a lot of those things that um, if if the dairy industry is going to go down fighting, um, what they're fighting about is that a lot of these alternative milks don't have the same nutritional value as um, real milk, in heavy scare quotes, Mm -hmm. Uh, but really like looking at not milk it's possible to create something that has the same nutritional value as milk and doesn't give everybody with a lactose sensitivity um farts i don't know what you want me to say uh but not milk has not done a great job in that you do need to shake well and so again that's that's a that's a big place for improvement Upon visual inspection, it looks like milk. You know, it's that white, oh, it's... creamy substance. No dill here. Wow. Oh. Wow. Holy cow. That's incredible. No, no so... cows. <laughs> Holy pee. Uh... <laughs> There's got to be a Catholic church somewhere with that as like an <laughs> artifact. Anyway. Um so you can tell um, still texturally 
and uh, by flavor. Like, the predominant flavor is still pea, pea protein. Okay. Um, they, they did a good thing in not saying, hey, just so you know, this is pea milk. Because uh, I don't have to go to any of my friends and say, hey, do you want to buy some pea milk <laughs> from this store? Because um, we're all actually five years old. Um, every one of us. And so I think they made a good call here in calling it not milk. That's a pretty clear, like, recognizable thing. Um, but they do not lie when they say that the um, coconut and the pineapple really, like, make it... They make your brain think it's milk. Hmm. It feels like... If you were dreaming, it honestly, okay, here's what it feels like. It feels like if AI had to make milk. It feels like if you were dreaming and you were like, what's milk like again? It would, you'd get this. It'd be like, wait, that's a little grainier than I thought milk was, but I don't know. It's like milk. That's, that's pretty milky. Good job, Giuseppe. Good job. Um, also, a little disclaimer. It's been so long since I've had milk. <laughs> I'm curious about like how long it lasts. Um, it is not shelf stable, and you should consume it within seven days of opening. Okay. Um, the best buy date here is about a month after the day that I purchased it. Okay. So until you open it, it can last for a while, but then once you open it, you need to consume it within seven days. Neat. Okay. And it's really good. I've had it in coffee and tea and everything, and I would definitely endorse it there. Um that's the reason that I got the whole milk is because I figured that's that's good to have a little extra fat when you're trying to froth it up for your tea. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it works really well there. So uh, I'm still a big fan of the New Barnes almond milk um, for baristas. But. If you can't source it, because apparently no one can, or uh, you are allergic to nuts, I, I'd fully endorse not milk, whole milk. Wow. That is one of the best reviews we've ever gotten on the show. So that's saying a lot, Jared. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's, let's, get, let's get a rating, a proper one. Um, I have some funny ones, but I want to give, like, an ac- accurate picture of, like, how good the almond milk is. Not almond milk. The, the, what's it called? <laughs> it's not almond. It's not milk. It's, buh, buh. Can't remember. <laughs> Cannot remember. Sirtis, insert one of us saying the word here. <laughs> Brimbo. You know what, Zach? We're gonna do something. We're gonna we're gonna flip the script. Out of ten stars. Okay. Didn't see that one coming, did ya? I did not. I think this gets an eight out of ten stars. I'm gonna scratch that. I'm th- I'm just like thinking about the fact that they put pineapple juice in it, and I think it gets a nine out of ten stars. Cause that like. That's a thing that an AI would do to make milk. And that's, I'm like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. uh, is their blog, does their blog just not, 
contain anything? Is that what I'm seeing here? Let me sign up for your email list. I don't want to follow you on Twitter. I'm off Twitter. Oh my God, it's Father's Day and they would like you to know that Giuseppe, is that his name? Giuseppe has a dad? What? <laughs> Go what? to their Twitter. I'm going to their Twitter. Uh, yeah. Uh, about maybe? Nope. Here. Yep. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So they're really, really uh, leaning into this whole thing. Celebrating dads of all kinds, even Giuseppe's dad. They're hiring a machine learning engineer. Neat. For their biotechnology. <laughs> well, they have they have ice cream here. They have ice cream in this product photo, but not on the website. Is that the planet oat ice cream? Perhaps. I'm just looking at the the pinned tweet in the picture of the, on the pinned tweet, the Wall Street Journal article. Oh, there are way more products here than they have on the. Oh, interesting. Am I? I don't think I'm. Oh, and you just... need to pay them money. Yeah, that's a a wide variety of things. Are these products not ready? Did Giuseppe not give his seal of approval? I guess not. Because notably, the product, the two products that they sell are not in this product shot. I think those are probably the ones in the trapezoidal milk containers in the back. And they just changed to a carton-based container. Okay, so if you go on the Argentina site, they have a larger product list. The FDA is stifling... Uh, competition. competition or something. What do they say about Giuseppe? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I say it differently every single time. Not burger, not ice cream, not mayo. Yes. Extremely creamy. Oh, Simply delicious. This looks good. Oh, man. <laughs> time for me to find a way to argentina brazil or chile can we like pay someone in customs to ship to get it across the border that's a joke and we're not actually gonna do that oh we're not no zach no we're not into the room into the microphones (laughs) okay so they have other goods it's just we're we're not allowed to see them yeah that makes sense well, I'm interested to see what comes to our country next, because that's really tasty. That's really good milk. Are you ready to move on? Oh, I've got to do the moving on, don't I? Uh, I mean, I, I was I was thinking of a segue. I didn't have one, but I was going to make <clears> an attempt at it. So, it's not all on your shoulders. I know you're trying to think of a segue, but do you know who else is trying to think of a segue? do tell anybody anybody contracting with Ninebot to create uh, a, a corporatized version of the Ninebot max um, in any of its forms uh, for example you might have spin or lime um, who both cooperate with Ninebot um, who are now the owners of the Segway brand to create 
scooters that you can pay the company and then ride on the scooter. And that's that's the model of a rideshare scooter. We've been over this. Uh, so this is some follow-up from last episode in which Jared tipped us off to some changes happening in the world of electronic scooters that you can rent uh, with an app. And the news was that uh, they're putting AI into them so that they don't go too fast in dangerous places and also so that they beep at you in dangerous places. (laughs) Uh, And that in and of itself is not bad, assuming the AI always works. Don't assume that. Don't assume the AI always works. It doesn't. Also, uh, it makes it easier for all of that data from the scooter to get collected and sent up to uh, your city or anybody who works with Lime to get Lime's data. It could be Google. It could be, uh, I don't know, Jeff Bezos himself, the person. Not Amazon. Jeff Bezos himself wants your data. Um, Reads it before going to sleep. <laughs> just pure json format too he doesn't mm-hmm. even um no formatting so that's uh that's one place that this might go wrong there's two places <laughs> that this ai might go wrong uh this ai add-on to the scooter that's going to make it go the right speed and also beep at you when you go on a, a sidewalk and those two problems are don't trust ai because it's not trustworthy and uh, what if they use all of the data for bad things? Because, fun fact, data is not... Data does not have a morality. Um, data collection generally has a morality. It's a lot easier to do bad things with a bunch of collected data than to do good things with them. And data collection, when somebody doesn't know about it, is just bad and wrong. That's a bad practice. Maybe you should stop doing that, collecting people's data when they don't know about it. No, your privacy policy does not count for anything. Um, so those are some issues that that might be encountered when you put a, an AI box on the front of your scooter. Uh, and so as I was talking about all of this, I I was also thinking about all of the things that scooters scooter companies are doing differently, and specifically Spin, because I was looking at um, Spin recently, but also just generically... How do we make the scooter thing better? Because I think I think scooters are not a bad idea in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they've got some problems that need to be considered, period. Uh, for example, sometimes you are somewhere and the scooter is not that place. That's a problem. <laughs> if the scooter is the way that you got to a place and then you go, ah, time for me to scooter home and the scooter is not there uh what do you do now who knows uh and so like i don't i wonder if the folks who run scooter share companies know what the use cases are for the scooters that they're sharing it might be one of those things where they're like we don't need to know we have a venture funding or whatever right but if it's like this is only used by folks coming back from the bar or something that's probably a bad thing because they're 
utilizing a heavy metal device on a road and their brain is impaired. Um, but also, like, then are they only going to put the scooters where the bars are? Uh, and <laughs> what is that? Uh, how do you think about that in equity? Um, and that kind of thing. And so if we... A lot of these companies talk about how they want to bring scooters to a place because they want to solve the last mile problem of transit and they want to, uh, you know, make access to places more even or whatever. They want to, they want to make money when they come to your town and, and they bring their scooters. They're not. Once the venture capital runs out, they're not in your town to make it better. They're in your town to make money. And I believe that a lot of the people involved in bringing scooters to this or that town are also interested in making a town better, or a city, I suppose, are also interested in making a city better. Um, But that will always come into conflict with the goals of making money because it's a corporation or a, a subsidiary of a corporation or an arm of a corporation. And... Ford is never going to have as its primary goal to make your city better. The only ones who are going to have their primary goal to make your city better in the way that uh, a lot of forces are pushing them to is your city government. And there's a lot of issues with democracy. uh, But at there are fewer forces running against your local mayor, let's say trying to do things that are good for your city than Ford trying to do things that are good for your city. This is an opinion that I hold. Probably. I think that's probably probably accurate. And so if the thing you think is, wow, scooters are cool and I want scooters where I am, um, and you are in a rapidly gentrifying area uh, that doesn't have a lot of space for cars then maybe Spin's model of putting a scooter in your space is fine. Um, but if the thing that you're actually interested in is solving the last mile issue for transit, um, bringing equitable access to mobility to a lot of different people, uh, then you should really be a lot more interested in your local government or your local transit agency getting involved in scooters than you should be interested in Spin or Lime or Bird or any of the companies that are trying to make money by selling you a timeshare in a scooter. <laughs> and I think that makes a lot of sense. And also there's some things that that private markets can do that public markets are really slow at doing. And so now I'm going to talk about some things that spin is doing that I'm like, Hey, wow, cool. That's just a neat thing that someone's doing. And I'm going to turn off the part of my brain that thinks about equity for a few minutes. All right. Care to join me. Let's do it. Let's, let's be gay bones for tech for a minute. Um, this is a heading in my notes called, Oh my God, spin is making self-driving scooters. <laughs> Uh, The Spin S200 is coming sometime in 2020. Uh, It can drive itself to a sparking sparking lot. (laughs) It can drive itself to a parking spot uh, or at least get itself out of the sidewalk. So if uh, you've got 
a spot where the scooters usually are, and it's a block away from the spot where the scooters usually are, it can go to the spot where the scooters usually are. And then someone can, with some regularity, go, there's going to be a scooter on this the, the corner of these two streets pretty much always, and get there, and because the scooter got from wherever it was dropped off to that corner where the scooters usually are, um, you can pretty reliably trust that there's actually going to be a scooter in that scooter spot. Hmm. Um, if it's not near one of those, uh, it can still detect when it's been parked illegally, uh, blocking somebody's path, um, and get itself out of the way in that regard. Um, that's neat. This is you might be thinking about a two wheel scooter, and I would not fault you for that. But it is a three wheel scooter, and that's how it handles the self driving without having uh, a, a primate to keep it upright. <laughs> a primate? Is it two wheels in the front or in the back? I think in the front. Okay. And it's got a uh, kind of a. It looks like a parking meter for a steering thing. Like a parking meter with handlebars, or just yeah. parking? Okay. Like a parking meter and then handlebars coming out of it. Okay. Um, it's got to fit all that AI in. Yeah. The robot needs to live somewhere. Uh, there's also scooter hailing that you can say, hey, get get me a scooter over here. And the scooter will go beep, beep, and it will drive itself to you. And then That's you get cool. on the scooter and then you go where you're going. Right. Which is pretty neat. That's pretty That's neat. That's pretty fun. And, like, not as big an issue as ride hailing or, like, Tesla hailing because a scooter is is a vehicle of the appropriate size for a human. Yeah. Um, a, uh, a Vezzi? Yeah. So that's a pretty dang cool scooter. That's a very cool scooter. And it self-drives on the road. I think so. They don't really. They just say, there's scooter hailing. That's real cool. It, I, I mean, it'd be cool if it was on the sidewalk, too. I just, uh-huh. like, I'm thinking about, uh, I think a while back we talked about the little uh, delivery robots in Madison. Yeah. And um, and when I say in Madison, I mean, like, basically on campus. Mm-hmm. So just like the place where there's enough density that it's profitable to have a bunch of robots zooming around. Yeah, basically. Um, I don't know. They uh, they go on the sidewalk because they're they they go at like two miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like uh, I don't know. I I've been uh, I I one of those robots has never gotten in the way before. If it was on the sidewalk, I wouldn't want. It would be a little odd to see a scooter self-driving its way along the... It'd be a little odd seeing a a scooter self-drive full stop. But but particularly, I think it'd be weirder to see it on the road because of the lack of a human involved. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm just curious about that. Yeah. It's also only in Boise, Idaho. So maybe Boise, <laughs> Idaho has got fancy roads that have uh, scooter beacons. Scooter Probably beacons. not, though. I think we are at a point where, like, within a limited subset, you can have a mapped area and kind of do AI driving within that mapped area. And if you're not... 
doing it with a thing large enough to like seriously injure someone um you're probably in a pretty good shape that is a good point if a scooter runs a red light and hits a pedestrian the pedestrian goes what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) and not i'm walking here i'm walking (laughs) and not like oh please take me to the hospital um the other thing is so you you might know this about the economics of of rideshare scooters um <laughs> it's a it was actually my major so yeah i know a lot about it <laughs> uh so the scooters they're all around they've got a battery in them right and so you scoot around and the battery makes the motor go uh-huh. and then you get to where you're going and you just leave the scooter wherever you stopped um off of the sidewalk because otherwise that's breaking your you're you're hurting people you're like breaking the law and making the space not accessible um yeah and so you do it off off the sidewalk and it sits there and somebody comes up to this parallel park scooter and they go well now i want to go somewhere else and so they take the scooter that has a battery and a motor um and they use the battery to make the motor go and they go somewhere and then eventually enough people do that that there's no more battery and there still is motor um (laughs) And so what do you do with the scooter? Because you don't want to throw the whole thing out. The motor's still just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Lots of other things are totally fine about it, too, apparently. A little robot that lives inside the handlebars. Right. And so those are all fine. It's just that the battery's depleted. And so, Liz, are you aware of how the battery becomes undepleted on a rideshare scooter? I assume it gets charged. Do you know by whom? Uh, I heard teenagers in a van at some point. I don't know if that's still the case. I think that that was a reply all thing, perhaps, that they talked about it. But yes, as far as I'm aware, it's teenagers in a van. Um, And so the teenager drives around and they throw all the scooters in their van and then they get home and they've got a little thing that they plug all the scooters into and they use their home electricity to charge up the scooters and then they go out to a spot, the corner where the scooters always are, and they put all the scooters lined up um, off of the sidewalk where the scooters always are. And there are all sorts of fancy terms for that, but that's the basic idea, is that you contract with Spin or Lime or Bird or whoever, and uh, and you say, I'm going to drive around and I'm going to put all your scooters in my van um, and then I'm going to charge them up, and then I'm going to put them back where they belong. And that's, like, a really... <laughs> What's the thing that has the issue, Liz? <laughs> like, in that whole situation, I was saying that you, you'd ride your scooter from place to place. Yeah. And, then the and battery... at some point, you can't use the scooter anymore. Yeah. That... Why can't you use the scooter anymore? Because the battery's dead. Right. The battery's out. Yeah. And so you pick up the whole scooter. Yeah. Because the battery's out. Okay, so you're saying you can replace the batteries. That it's 2021, and we've been doing this scooter thing for like five years. Uh, Spin finally has replaceable batteries (laughs) in their scooters. (laughs) And so you can run around to all the scooters, and you put in a new battery, and you take the old battery, and you bring it to your house in your van, and you you charge up the battery, and then you go find more scooters that need more batteries. Uh, Zach, maybe, just saying this is a possibility... Uh-huh. maybe i'm just a moron because i didn't think of that <laughs> i genuinely like i was like okay yeah what's i mean obviously there's lots of like social issues with like 
paying teenagers to run around in vans trying to pick up scooters and bring them back to their house and charge them up and put them back. But like, Mm -hmm. is there like a, a, like replaceable batteries? It's real good. Yeah. We all just got so used to the the planned obsolescence of iPhones that we forgot that not everything has to be like that. (laughs) Thanks, Tim. Um, and so there's that, there's the, there's scooters that have replaceable batteries that know where all the scooters go. And so they can go where the scooters go. And that's, uh, that's the one kind of scooter that they've got. Uh, but then spin also has spin hubs. So you might be aware that sometimes people will ride a scooter and then they will put the scooter back in a place. Um, and now the scooter doesn't, it's not getting charged. Uh, because it's just sitting in a place on the grass. And if you didn't put it on the grass, then it's cluttering up the sidewalk. These are some issues that scooters have. (laughs) So what if Uh 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 you took the model of a dockless scooter and you said, hey, here's a place that you can put your scooter where it gets charged and we know that it's not in the way. Seems pretty good. And so you take your dockless scooter and you give it a dock. And then if you dock your dockless scooter at the dock, you get money off of your scooter. Oh, that's interesting. I because I like the idea of like just being able to leave the scooter wherever, right? Uh-huh. Like that's great. I could just roll up to my apartment and say, "Okay, I'm done with scooter now," and yeah, I don't have to like because that was always my issue with like the they have I don't know what they're called. I don't know the brand. They're electric bicycles. You've got B-Cycle. B-Cycle, yes. Like, I don't like the B-Cycles because, well, one, they're clunky. Uh, mm-hmm. And two, you have to put them in a, in a B-Cycle thing. Correct, yeah. Which is, and the B-Cycle things are not everywhere. So that's really neat that there's a, there's a, I think that's a good idea to have a dock option, but not a dock requirement. Mm-hmm. And they have it in like two cities right now. Um but yeah, there's a little thing that says like, hey, just so you know, if you like plan out a trip, which sometimes their apps will let you do, uh, they will let you plan out a trip and they will say, hey, just so you know, you're two blocks away from a a hub and we'll give you a dollar back if you plug it into the hub instead of using it. Neat. And then they know, right, then regulators are like, ah, you did a good job in making sure that there's not scooter on the sidewalk Mm -hmm. because um it's never like no one ever can point to a thing and be like that's the producer's fault or that's the consumer's fault um right there's no hard and fast rule on that and so this one we're currently in a place where all of the consumers are like well that's the producer's fault and all of the producers are like well that's the consumer's fault it's people who drove it bad and put it in the bad place. And you're like, well, you put a scooter that you made a scooter that could be put into a bad place. Um, and I frame that in a way that shows what I think. I think like it's really good that spin is able to think about solving this from a technology standpoint, but also some problems you just need to solve by being like, Hey, yeah. as a human, like do, do a smart thing. I, I like to think about this kind of issue. Like, um, litter like at the end of the day people need to throw their trash into trash cans but they are way more likely to do that if there are trash cans around right 
to to segue into the next bullet point I've got here, if there were trash cans around, I might use the trash can. But if I had something that was recyclable, it doesn't do me much good if there's trash cans all over. Or the other way around. If I have trash, it doesn't do me much good if there's recycling bins all over. Yeah. If I have a Lime scooter, it doesn't matter how many spin hubs are in Milwaukee. And so this is where it comes back to like, well, this is, there are a bunch of companies and they all want your allegiance. And there's probably like, like mathematically best spots to put hubs, right? Right. And that's going to get competed for. Mm -hmm. And we're going to end up, in my solution, right off the dome, uh, y'all can have this one for free. Uh, Stack them. Stack the hubs. Hmm? I think sacking, then you get to accessibility issues. So I think actually what we need is a carousel of hubs. <laughs> Perfect. See, I was actually thinking like a vert. I was, like a, yeah, I was thinking a vertical carousel. Uh huh. It like goes into the ground and you like walk up with your spin and it's like, oh, you got a spin? Don't worry. But also like somehow car manufacturers managed to make it. So there's only like three different ways that you can plug in an electric vehicle. And at some point, it'll be one, I assume. Maybe. Uh, And so it would be very possible for all of the car manufacturers that own these scooter companies to standardize on one way to spin, one way to charge your... Wow, bias is coming out. Well, no, I was thinking about the the rotisserie (laughs) hubs. Um one way to charge all of the scooters mm-hmm. and then a consistent like hey you used this you know you plugged it back in and so now we don't need to pay a 16 year old to take their van and recharge the battery you're killing jobs zach i think there's a lot of things that we imagine are convenience that are less convenient in a lot of ways and also are killing jobs and this is one of them that you're like, well, this is convenience. I can just be the one to to put it somewhere, but also I have to pay more for it. But it means that now you have to plan your trip around where the hubs are and you're, you're killing a teenager. <laughs> so I do just think that maybe we should have like a standard and all of the hubs could just operate with that standard. Yeah, that'd be nice. But I want to throw my scooter in the river. Okay. I live next to the river, and I would like to drive the scooter into the river and have it drive itself where it needs to go. Can it drive itself to a hub? That seems like a better solution. Yes, the the driving the self-driving scooters can drive to a hub. See, that seems fine. They can't charge themselves at the hub, though. Why the f*** not? Because <laughs> the charger is like a... It's just a springy cable that comes out from the middle of the hub, and you've got to like spring the cable... It's a coiled cable here. Let me copy this image. I just think that that's stupid. So you've got to have one of those. You got to get the Tesla technology where they they charge themselves. We it's a can, little robot arm that charges it. We don't need an arm. We can just like the the B cycles that I mentioned earlier. Uh huh. Don't have a have an arm or a cable, and they charge themselves just fine. You have to put them in the hub, mm-hmm. but like... Are the B-Cycles e-bikes? Yes. Ah. They are now. That was kind of a recent thing. 
cool. Um, it is cool. They're little electric bicycles, and uh, mm. it it's in a lot of ways, it's really cool. In a lot of other ways, it's not as useful as you'd like it to be. Um, I feel similarly for these hubs. Yeah, that it's like a neat thing, but they got eighty percent of the way there to like. What's actually the best way that we could have a scooter hub? Like, if and the, the answer is not the thing that they have provided. Surely, the hardest part about this this problem is getting the scooter from the river where I threw it back to the hub, which they have apparently solved. Uh huh. So just like have it slot in to its charger. Yes. That this seems like the most obvious thing, and I understand that you already have the hubs and you don't have this this whatever it's not i don't care but like no so i don't know if you were ever uh i don't know how many dell workstations you ever saw in like the early 2000s so you could get laptops uh and then they would sit in this like rectangle and the rectangle had contacts on it yeah and so you could set the laptop down, just like set it down mm-hmm. on the, the rectangle. And now the rectangle is like a hub. Yeah, it's like, it's like it's chunks in and yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so you very much could have some of those contacts, just like really long lasting pogo pins. Yeah, it's it's kind. I don't want to listen. I'm not an engineer. I don't uh-huh. I, I don't know about all of the details of the scooter, but it seems like a pretty easy thing to do. And like it's so much less useful if the scooters can't charge themselves yeah even if like you could even do it like if you if you're really set on using mechanical arms you could even just like take a bat take the battery out and put a new one in Mm. again spin uh lime bird bird that's one of them there's another one that's not in milwaukee but it's something whatever it is you can have all this for free I'm just trying to make the world a better place. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. We don't need to make the world a better place. We just need to sell scooters. I'm going to get that tattooed. Hi, and welcome to the Worrying Bugs. We're we're doing well. I'm also, gonna, I'm also going to get, hi, and welcome to the Worrying Bugs. We're doing fine tattooed. <laughs> or I should get a Worrying Bugs tattoo. That'd be so cute. Like a little like quarter-sized bug on, my, on somewhere. Would you get, I think I might get a, like a actual like life photorealistic beetle with the exclamation mark like a cartoon <laughs> exclamation mark on a photorealistic beetle uh no because then people are gonna be like oh zach there's a bug on you and then like try to slap your arm <laughs> i'm getting my worrying bugs logo as a tramp stamp hell yeah <laughs> okay what's next in your list of notes because i that's it that's oh okay cool I was kind of worried we were going to have to do three weeks of it. Not have to. That was the wrong <laughs> phrasing. Uh, get to. I was worried that I we were to. going to get to do three weeks. Of... I, I do have a note here that is, I think will be brief. It is just a coherent story of the bureaucracy. Sirtis, at your discretion. Uh-huh. Step one. Milwaukee told scooter companies they could only operate in Milwaukee if they could give some reasonable guarantee that scooters wouldn't go on the sidewalk. Step two, scooter companies ran around looking for something that could do that. Step three, neither party really thought through the (laughs) privacy implications. Step four, 
Spin put Drover AI on their scooters. And no one thought about the privacy implications. Conclusion. Maybe this is a place that a bill of rights, I'm thinking something like the ADA, uh, where you're talking about like, hey, citizens of this country have a right to privacy. Maybe you think about GDPR. Maybe you say, hey, if we had GDPR, what would that mean for the AI uh, the AI that goes on the scooter and sends data back to the city. Yeah. That sounds awesome, actually. Um, because if citizens have a positive right to privacy in some form or fashion, um, then it is up to the city, it is up to the scooter manufacturer, and it is up to uh, Trover AI themselves to ensure that that right is um, upheld when they establish contracts with uh, you know, in all all directions, and that's a place. This is this is a response to something that someone said to me a couple of weeks ago, where they were like, "Well, yeah, the ADA is fine, but how do you know?" Uh, it wasn't the ADA. It was a conversation that spun out from talking about the ADA. It was like, "Oh, yeah, well, having requirements that somebody must, you know, have fair hiring practices." Mm-hmm is fine and all as a law but how do you know that like that's actually happening when you buy whatever a harry's razor at target how do you understand that everybody in that chain is doing the right thing morally and lawfully and the answer is you don't but you have some trust that because there's a law there um more of the entities who are involved are interested in ensuring that that law is upheld Mm -hmm. um and especially when it comes to something like citizen privacy, uh, where I feel like the U.S. legal system is pretty good at handling, uh, like, someone slighted a person in particular, right? Where me being like, hey, there's unfair law practices I couldn't as a consumer, there's unfair hiring practices I couldn't as a consumer say, and I purchased from your company and I thought that you had fair hiring practices and so now I'm going to sue you doesn't work like that. Right. Um, but hey, I'm a citizen and I have a right to privacy and your AI box in some way uh, violated that right to privacy is like a, that's a pretty straightforward thing that the U.S. legal system can process. Because especially then when you're working with the city, um, it means that a part of the process beyond just running around and trying to ensure, okay, the scooter fits, you know, they check this box. The scooter can check the box if it doesn't go too fast on the sidewalk. It also checks the box of it protects citizens' privacy because they're, that's a mandate. Yeah, they're legally required to. And so looking at it like that, it's really easy to see. Or it feels it feels like that is a coherent story. Maybe that's not the actual story, but it feels like you can look at that and see how, how one step flowed from the other. And the question of what bad things could happen when we implement this was not on the table because it was a lot of hey cool we did it um and i think there's a similar thing with a lot of the reporting on this uh is that like i think i mentioned that the article that i saw from milwaukee said that uh, milwaukee was going to be the first city to have these um which is not true right like (laughs) you can just look on trover ai's website for a minute (laughs) and see other cities using uh 
using this. And so like what's actually happening? Because that was in a quote. It was like a paraphrased quote. Like the CEO of Drover says that Milwaukee will be the first city. Um, and so do they mean, right? What do they mean when they say that? And what it, what does that mean? And there's no like thinking about that because it's just a piece that Drover AI kind of said what to do and Spin kind of said what to say. And it's really easy to have a story that uh, you just get handed a thing. And if you don't have to think critically about it because you've got a lot of stories to work on, right? I, I really don't want to vilify the person who typed this thing right. that yeah. they heard the Drover AI guy say. Um, That'd be, it'd be an odd thing to fact check. Right. If this wasn't like a huge story, you know? Yeah. Which it's not. Yeah. Um. But it also is is frustrating because it just feels like it's this little little indicator of a problem of okay where's <laughs> where am I supposed to place my trust I guess is the the end of it and there are people who just like see that um here's a whole other Milwaukee thing I could get into that there's a lot of work right now going into expanding the highways that run through Milwaukee and you know who that benefits. Mostly people who are not in Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I saw a little pull quote from it that was like, you're making the material lives of, you're making the lives of people who live in Milwaukee materially worse because you want to get to a Bucks game five minutes faster. And now, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Let copy editors say f- this has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Jared, if you are Giuseppe's dad. Or if you are the problem with America, you can reach out and tell me about it on Twitter. I'm at...